Welcome to Scenario D, the podcast that takes you behind the magic by giving you the facts and a whole lot of feels. I'm Lish. And I'm Curves. And this week, we're trying to answer that impossible question. Who are we? So get ready for some very unprofessional psychoanalysis as we try to determine which hero we are most like. And unlike a BuzzFeed quiz, hair color and hobbies are not the leading criteria. Okay, Curbs. I am excited for this episode because- How are you? This is new. Like we, so if you're new to scenario D, we did a princess psychoanalysis back in season one. And that is a conversation that you and I have like on the reg all the time. Which princess are we? Breaking them down. What we do not discuss is which hero are we? Like never. It's true. I think part of that is because we've never taken the time to really make a list of who we would consider to be the Disney Mm -hmm. heroes. And you and I spent a long time, even before we made the like, you know, outline for season two of who are we including? Who are we not? Mm -hmm. There were some controversial choices, you know, some people were upset because certain animals weren't included. Uh, You know, there was a lot of that happening. So we never really had a firm list. Whereas the princesses as a franchise, we've got a literal ordered it's list like yeah. it's, it's right there they're all in one logo very easy to know who the options are this is a little bit more nuanced yeah open for absolutely debate. so I'm excited to find out who I am going into this I've got no no leads no ideas I I actually have a few ideas for who I think you might be I don't mm. know who I am though I look at what we have here in front of us to discuss today. And I'm like, honestly, could, am I all of them? That's not an option though. I want I've to got, clarify. I, I've got a few in mind for you. I've got one in particular. I'm going to see if it lands. Oh, uh, isn't that interesting yeah. how we have picks for the other, but not for yes. ourselves. Yes. I also was realizing today as we were getting ready for this, that we're really like jerking Raya around here because it was just announced that she was an official princess for princess week, you know? So now we're including her in the heroes lineup because we had her in our heroes season as a bonus. So just for anyone who's going to try to drag us for that, Mm -hmm. be aware Mm -hmm. that we planned this before she was officially announced. And our point still stands that if that movie was made even 10 years ago, Raya would have been Ryan and would have been a dude. So Ryan, Ryan, Ryan and the last (laughs) takes place in like a Cleveland mall. It would have been a white boy for sure. Yeah, exactly. Not a beautiful woman of color. So just saying. So, so just to uh, maybe let everyone know who's included then. Let's just recap really quickly. We've got Pinocchio, Peter Pan, Arthur or Newt, aka the worst. Still Not to get know. too much of my Still commentary in here right away, yeah. but <laughs> then we've got Robin Hood, Aladdin, Quasimodo, Hercules, Tarzan, Cusco, Ralph, Hero, and Raya. Hero's a bit on the nose as far as the name goes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hero the hero. But yeah. He it is works. so good part of it. And I think it makes sense for us to go through all of them with the words that we think are best suited or we know are best suited mm-hmm. to give them, to give our listeners an idea of what we're dealing with. And then 
go from there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. We're a bit of experts at this. We have not done the heroes, but it's like, this is, this is a little insight into like our conversations and things that Curbs and I might talk about. Breaking down Disney characters is like our favorite thing to do. So it is something we're both very passionate about. And I think we're pretty good at it. I am excited to have a new crop of characters for us. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. So why don't we just start at the top? I think going in chronological order Never makes fails. no sense, don't you? Never. Yeah. So that means we start with the delightful wooden boy, Pinocchio Pinocchio's. himself. Yeah, your your favorite way to start any conversation is talking about a little wooden boy, right? Right. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to just separate him from the movie and my feelings and think about what he's bringing to the table. I mean, one of the first words that came up when we were thinking about Pinocchio is innocent, of course, because he just is coming in. He's so naive. He's Mm -hmm. very much, you know, not aware of the world and the dangers around him. Yes. So I think that's just a perfect word for him. How could he be? He was literally made of wood and inanimate. And then all of a sudden he's, he's animate. He's fresh. He's is, brand new. To he's brand new to the world. The world. And somehow, I, I just as a side note about Pinocchio, one of the things I've never been able to understand is how he knows some things, but not other things. Mm-hmm. Like what the blue fairy, what was she working with? What was her scale for comprehension that she right. gave him? I would love to know what the reasoning behind that was, Mm -hmm. but that's a whole other conversation. If you have a direct line to the blue fairy, please let me know. would love to (laughs) chat with her. But besides him being super innocent, I think you and I both agreed that he is very joyful as well. I Mm -hmm. think that's actually one of the words I used when we did those reels with the like Disney heroes that live in my head or the emotions in my head. And I mean, he's just having a good time all the time. He rarely gets down on anything. I mean, okay, his father swallowed by a whale. That's a bummer. He's a little sad yes. about that. But yeah. like, you know, I always picture him dancing on stage with the marionettes. He's just having yes. a ball. He's just having, having a good, good time. time. Yeah. And he enjoys having a good time. I know that sounds really strange. <laughs> like, I find that joyful people, part of the reason they're joyful is because they lean into the good things, no matter how big or how small. And Pinocchio, because he's so innocent, everything mm-hmm. seems like such a delight. That's why Pleasure Island, even as terrifying a place as that might be, is such an exciting, like wonderful experience up until yeah. it's not. But he is willing to lean into all those small experiences and just be like, this is a delight. Like, why wouldn't I be delighted? Making the most of everything, Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. absolutely. And then the final word we had for him was impulsive and he doesn't really think a lot of things through and it makes him, makes the movie a bit of a frustrating watch at times as he just stumbles from villain to villain to villain to be tormented, but he's making decisions off the cuff. He's doing what feels good, what feels right. So that's a big part of his personality and his character. And he's doing what like a six-year-old would do. It's kind of similar to our conversation around Merida in season one, where I think Mm -hmm. we used a word like impulsive for her as well, because Mm -hmm. she was 13 and felt like she was being pigeonholed into a role she didn't want. And Pinocchio as like, how old do we think he is? Like six? Yeah. Right? He's a little kid, really. Little kid. So like under eight, above four is what I would say, because he's talking and good yeah. sentences right as i'm not as i'm struggling to get <laughs> <laughs> right 
words out. This 30 year old woman can't get the words out. But uh, I think those things you have to look at Pinocchio knowing that there's that lens of him being really young, which is what leads to words like impulsive. And Mm -hmm. I also want to clarify for anyone out there who's also impulsive. It's not necessarily a negative thing. You don't have to take it as a criticism. It's just a part of who you are. And when you're a six-year-old wooden boy, you're bound to be a little bit impulsive. You're just figuring things out, you know? Absolutely. Impulsive was a type of word that floated around, pun intended, with floated for the next hero, which was Peter Pan. Because Mm -hmm. Peter Pan is kind of the worst and the best all at the same time. And I really, really love him. I can't help but smile when I talk about him because I love him so much. But we ultimately decided it wasn't quite the right word for him because there are other pieces of his personality that stand out more than those kind of, you know, impetuous or impulsive inklings traits so i mean i think adventurous is a good place to start right like it's a good really really good descriptive word for him because that's just what he wants that's like the the main part of his life is focusing mm -hmm. on finding adventure constantly that's like how he lives how he lives his life so yeah how he lives the best word for him And famously, I believe in the original story, he says like to die would be an awfully big adventure. Like everything Mm. he does is framed through that lens of adventure being kind of the purpose for living. And he really does pursue that everywhere. Every single part of that story is a separate mini adventure that makes a bigger one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to be adventurous, you also have to be pretty fearless. Like I, again, I know that he's what, 12 or 13. And that's mm-hmm. one of those ages where you think you're invincible. Again, recalling kind of Does how Does not Marta understand acted. consequences. No consequences. Yet. You know, that part of the brain has not developed. So no, it, and with yeah. Peter, it really has not. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, I don't know. I just love how fearless he is. Like it just, it's, that's what makes his story such an escape, I think for adults, because you remember when you used to be that way. Right. Yeah. Not to be too sappy about it, but I think that's what makes him so appealing and why so many adults are drawn to Peter as a character is because he's captured perfectly those kind of feelings or, um, defining characteristics that as you get older, you kind of have to be smarter about. Yeah. You have to think things through a little bit more going back Mm -hmm. to like Pinocchio too. It's just like, you're not going to have as many adults that are these two characters because they are so young and embody a lot of those young qualities. Yeah. I think the final word we came up for him was imaginative, which, you know, he is also like a extremely creative and imaginative character and that's kind of the root of his whole story so I think that's an important word for him and one that's not just going to apply to someone who's younger so this is maybe a part of Peter Pan where it's like you know adults can identify with him as a character yes and I think there's a lot of interesting conversations around how much of that quality in particular is dictated by his environment like living in a place Mm -hmm. like Neverland but I don't think you could stay somewhere like Neverland unless you have that characteristic because absolutely requires you to basically abandon all sense and all logic and all reason to just enjoy it and I mean who wouldn't want to go to Neverland actually I can think of many reasons I might not want to go there's like a lot of things with time space continuums that don't make sense there that kind of weird me out make me a little uncomfortable but yeah. I mean as a whole it seems pretty great I wouldn't mind yeah. going and I'd I mean the, go there the whole Pleasure premise Island. of it is like you have to like believe it for it to be true right? yeah so it's like that yes. being like the basis of the story 
that's, you know, obviously such an important part. Man, every time we talk about Peter Pan, I'm like, why is he so low for me? And then I watch the movie again and I'm like, that's why. It's just not as engaging. But he as a character is so high for me. It's just, well, he's special. He will always be special to me. And no one can say anything else about that. Now, to create a great segue, you know who's not special to me whatsoever? Our next hero, Arthur. Mr. Arthur. Yeah. AKA, like, not his fault. I want to be clear as well. I would, I'm going to do my best to hype Arthur up because he has great qualities. He does have great qualities. Honestly, like he's just he, boring. It did him his, dirty. The I don't movie, know. the movie's not great, but as a character, he, he's coming in, he's coming in really willing to learn. And mm-hmm. he is like seizing opportunities and the chance to like learn from this, you know, wizard guy what's his name Merlin Merlin yeah even remember so the first word we picked for him was curious because he's actually coming in and willing to explore and learn Mm -hmm. and yeah go down like different avenues and like kind of just learning about himself where he came from Mm -hmm. and and just the world at large like he doesn't know very much about anything partly because he has been pretty sheltered and had a Mm -hmm. terrible indentured servant type of role with you know whatever I don't even know their names whatever king and annoying son that he was living with before and that he's willing to take things in stride with them too like when the older guy is like I'm going out hunting or whatever he's like can I come like yeah can I learn something about that and I think that leads into partly his humility as well which is the first thing I think that jumped out to both you and I about his character as well mm-hmm. which is like a really great quality to be humble and I mean oh, for sure yeah he's again like a 12 year old kid who becomes king and he's like I really shouldn't be <laughs> like I'm, I don't think I'm the best fit for this and Merlin's like no you are and he's like okay like I'm going to need help though like I can't do that on my own and I think that's a really exciting combination where it's like, I want to learn and I'm willing to learn, but I also acknowledge that I need help to do that. Mm -hmm. I can't just like immediately run in and my curiosity is going to carry me the rest of the way. Like that, that is a very big quality that I think goes beyond his years per se. Absolutely. And it's like, what makes him the character that he is and like, I guess, worthy or able to actually pull the Mm -hmm. sword out of the stone. Well, in the end, it's just like that humility is a huge, huge part of that. Yes. And I think that's part of what makes him noble, which is like the third word we chose Mm -hmm. for him because like he is a presence. He's a kind of wormy presence. I'm not saying that he's like, I don't know, the most striking figure, but along with his humility and those types of great kingly qualities, he also has a sense of justice and a sense of right and wrong. And he knows his value. Like he's starting to learn his value anyway, which allows him to stand up for himself and to stand up for those that he can help. And like, that is, I mean, in a word noble. So I think that's a really, he's such an interesting character buried in the mess of a movie. Of known that as movie. The it, like if you look at all of these heroes, I feel like he, would probably be like the best king or ruler. Like he's actually probably got the best qualities to be actually in charge of people. Yeah. Like when we look at everyone else who we haven't talked about yet, I would agree. I think they all have qualities that would make them less effective Mm -hmm. in that role. And maybe that's why he's the only hero who is actually royalty. That's one thing Mm. actually that's kind of interesting about the heroes. You don't get many 
kings or princes like no. you don't i mean raya is a princess now like both in her movie but also now in the franchise mm-hmm. so she's an exception but she's an exception in so many other ways that it's almost not fair to include her in that but yeah. that's a good point lish he definitely is and i mean because at first i was going to say i'm not even kidding now when you were like oh he's the one that would make the best king i was like robin hood would make a great king no he wouldn't no no he'd be terrible <laughs> he terrible he'd get really bored for one thing. He yeah. wouldn't have a good time. And I think that would just mean that he's like, oh, everybody can just govern themselves, which- And he would just be like giving work. away money. Like it would be, they would be so in debt. It would be so in debt. By, but by the end and yeah. I would love for you to say something nice about Robin Hood now that we're here. Okay. I mean, again, same with Newt. I He's a good, Robin Hood is a very strong character and he's a good character he's a very well-developed literary character beyond even just Mm -hmm. this movie but focusing on the disney movie specifically they did make him extremely charismatic which i really like a lot of people are drawn to him and not just because he's helping the poor but he's just like the people's champion because everybody really loves him and supports him and Mm -hmm. i think that's probably the main thing that I find really cool about him specifically as a character. He also with the like, again, it's a story that's got more than one villain. There's like three of them, I think. And so that's why another word that we went with there was bold, because he Mm -hmm. really has to like face off against them in many different ways. And he does not shy down like he's literally right in front of them in a ridiculous disguise in many situations or like going into his bedroom the prince john's bedroom while he's sleeping like that's just like a characteristic that he shows a lot all the time and there's cleverness wrapped up in that as well like Mm -hmm. i'm glad you mentioned his disguises because even though they're terrible like we all know they're terrible we all know that it's immediately robin and it seems silly that they couldn't figure it out but again it's a movie so this is, and it's a lion as a king that already is improbable. So, you know, a fox dressing up as a stork doesn't seem that out of character, I suppose. But there's also an element of cleverness in there. Mm-hmm. He's not just doing things boldly without any planning. It's very well thought out. He's got a lot of like creative problem solving skills in there, but always mm-hmm. with a hint of a smile, you know, yeah. it's always very tongue in cheek and that cleverness I mean, it goes, I, it makes sense that they would cast him as a fox because that, yeah. you know, makes, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a phrase. Don't people say that clever as a fox? Something yeah, like that's that. A, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, he's cunning and wily, but still likable. It's never malicious. And I think that's what allows him to be, like you said, such a charismatic, magnetic character to everybody and a hero of the people. We all love a hero of the people. And I've got to say, this is one that I'm penciling in as a possible Curbs character someone that that might be on the list where you might fit I think for a number of reasons I love to hear that but it also concerns me because you don't like the movie so much so I know that we're separating the character from the movie yes there's a lot of great things about this character I hope I really hammered that home and made that clear no you did you said you said very nice things about him so I'm glad I had you let you take the lead then on talking about him because if I happen to be a Robin Hood that's so nice it's so nice to hear such great things yeah now a hero that I have often, I've gone back and forth on a lot is Aladdin. You're giving him next. a hard time lately. I, yeah. And I mean, I thought I had a crush on Aladdin when I was a kid. And when I look back now, I'm like, maybe I didn't. Maybe I just was oh, intrigued by the did. fact that he was shirtless. I think that just kind of caught a lot of my attention. I got to be honest. Like he's running around with a vest on. 
it was just so different from all the other good princes and things that are buttoned right up and those pants were crazy but mm-hmm. uh he is a very charming character this is the word you've used several times actually to describe him i think in our episode you used it you've used it in other conversations and i think it is the best word because mm-hmm. charismatic is not quite the right fit it's like because he's not immediately magnetic to everybody, but when you're in a conversation or if you're in relationship with mm-hmm. him in some way, he's just, he will, he will convince you that he knows, he knows what he's doing and that what he's doing is deserving. Yeah. And he's, he makes friends really quickly, right? Like it yes. takes a certain like charming personality to meet somebody and connect with them so quickly because mm-hmm. he did that with Jasmine multiple times, did that with yes. the genie. Like we've, you know, we've seen that from him, even just like the kids on the street that he's like giving mm-hmm. food to and stuff like that. Very, very like charming, friendly, like open guy that you kind of you immediately yes. feel like, you know, a little bit. Yes. Which then makes him someone you want to trust, which mm-hmm. is also, I mean, the whole crux of his story is that, do you trust me? Like that's yeah, like the whole thing. Sure. And whether it's a smart idea or not, when someone's charming, you're going to say yeah. yes, yeah. And then put your hand in his, and then you're off on a magic carpet ride or you're jumping over a rooftop or something like that, which is pretty yeah. great. And I mean, is this charm, I think, and confidence in himself that like, this will work out. Like I've got mm-hmm. what it takes, makes him pretty spontaneous as well, which mm-hmm. honestly, right now, it sounds like we're describing a bachelor on like a game show where it's like, <laughs> I'm spontaneous. He's charming. Like just kind of yeah. everything you want to hear. Like bachelor number two is spontaneous, loves yeah. to do things by the seat of his pants. But that's how Aladdin has had to live his whole life is kind of being able to um, think one jump ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great pun there. Not even yep, a pun, well done. just inserting the lyrics. Yeah. There. Thank you so much. Uh, mm-hmm. But being willing to change the script at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that he can come out ahead. And, and that's just like his life, like not necessarily knowing where his next right. meal is coming from or where he's going to sleep or anything like that. And then yep. when he actually has the like, you know, money or the magic carpet, when that kind of ties into his spontaneity, it makes for like a really fun character that like, of yes. course she's going to want, Jasmine's going to yeah. be charmed by and want to hang out with that. It's just like a whisk away and you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very cool combination. Yes. I think that's part of the reason that I've never loved him as much as some of my other friends have loved it him because I'm out. not it stresses me out so much. Yeah. I'm like, you need to get your ducks in a row, sir. Like untangle the tassels on your magic carpet and like mm-hmm. figure out where you're going in life. But I have to admire that he's a dreamer too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has big aspirations for himself. He's willing to chase after them. Like he gives me Rapunzel energy in a different uh-huh. package, you know, yeah. like kind of, you know, there's something more that's meant for me. That's that, uh, one jump ahead reprise. I think I talked about this in the episode. It's my favorite song from like the whole soundtrack where Mm -hmm. he's just like, you know, um, they'd find out that there's so much more to me type situation, which is like lovely. I just, I love that. And I think his dreams are all really pure as well. There's nothing like salacious about him. There's nothing, um, disrespectful about any of the dreams he has either they're all kind of him just going like this is me this is my Mm -hmm. life I want there to be more I'm hoping that there's more and I'm willing to look for more and I mean he is the one what was it that's pure of heart or whatever had the diamond in the rough whatever made him the choice because he was also he was also content before he Mm -hmm. had the genie and all of those things right like he I think 
had Jasmine like just fully left the palace and they like lived as street rats forever. Like, and he, he had, had that companionship. He would have been happy. Exactly. But he, his dreams were not specific to like, oh, I want to be like rich and wealthy. Like he actually fell for her and just like wanted to be yes. with her. Right. And even his like, you know, when they're talking, he and Jasmine are talking about, you know, how, oh, I'd love to live in the palace or whatever. I think the bigger dream is still just, he wants to be recognized as more than garbage. That's yeah. all he wanted is in yeah. which in retrospect is a pretty like small ask. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, a pretty small <laughs> ask. I think that contentment piece is really interesting. And I think like other characters that we would categorize as dreamers, like Rapunzel, she also was quite content yes, with she was. her yeah. tower life. Like she had found mm-hmm. a way to make it work for her even though, you know, she's like, there's something else and I would like to see something else. But if this yeah. was my life, like, you know, Making it it's pretty good so far. Yeah. Making it work. Takes a little longer. Making it work. Do you know that anyway. song? <laughs> okay, the answer is no. You yeah. don't know that song. Okay, next I'm excited up- about who's next. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got Quasimodo, who, you know, a great character and a great- so addition to this like hero's roster because he brings so many different things to the table yes and Mm -hmm. one of the first things that came up of course when we talked about him was how empathetic he is as a character Mm. and you see that like honestly throughout this whole movie from like even just the beginning of you know how he relates to animals or the gargoyles or how he relates Mm -hmm. to everybody and then Esmeralda and everything just how like much he can feel for other people I know. it's really really awesome considering how hard of a life he himself has oh had. it's like I think one of the most beautiful qualities any person animated mm-hmm. or real can have <laughs> is being empathetic because yeah. that ability to put yourself into someone else's position mm-hmm. regardless of the position you're in and then you know say oh that's really hard or like that really sucks or you know, you deserve better type situation or like, how can I help you feel better is such like a big, um, demonstration of your character. And that empathy for quasi comes with a real sense of gentleness as well, which again, is just such, oh, they made him such a great character in the Disney adaptation. Obviously the original, he kind of isn't the same he's a very different character. I think I talked about that at length in our conversation around Mm -hmm. the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Disney's decision to make him both empathetic and really gentle, like have that be the physical manifestation of how his empathy is shown to people, I think was a really strong combination, which roots him in this kind of Quasimodo as pure of heart, protect him at all costs, this like precious little stained glass Mm -hmm. man. Uh, He is like that scene of him with the bird, right? Where he's yeah, like, that's today to fly today. Like that is the Quasimodo scene. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's the moment you put that next to him sliding down the gargoyle and going, oh, there. And like, it's like, that's that's Quasimodo, you yeah, know? Absolutely. absolutely. It's just so, I just, I just want him to hug me. You know, like I want to hug him, but I want him to hug me because I feel like there would just be such genuine warmth and compassion in there yeah, and just he's just like you're a, a, human, of, I'm a human a lot of love for yes. everyone no matter what yes even Frollo at times which oh. is amazing I know even like he tries to save him at the end you yeah, know exactly. in, again exactly. Disney version yeah, tries to Disney save him version. but yeah <laughs> he doesn't think any any creature should suffer it doesn't matter like what they've mm-hmm. done he doesn't 
have it in him to harm anybody else because he knows what being harmed feels like um, mm-hmm. and doesn't want anyone else to experience that. And I just think that makes him a star. That makes yeah. him my favorite, I would yeah. say. No, that's yeah. awesome. I think another important piece of that is how gentle he is, which mm-hmm. is a a huge hand in hand with empathy really like the two Mm -hmm. pieces and having them together is I think what you described and making him just like that guy that you want to hug and so warm and Mm -hmm. so everyone feels safe with him yeah and instead of channeling like some of maybe his frustrations or his disappointments into like something physical, which I think we see sometimes even in like movies like Hercules, when he gets frustrated, he like slams mm-hmm. his fists on the ground and is a very like overtly uh, like masculine way of dealing with it. Quasi yeah. channels his into art. Like he's a very artistic yeah. character and he's very good at it as well. Like the, the figures he carves all look exactly like the people that he's meaning to represent. And, you know, mm-hmm. his whole space is, you know, littered with things like mobiles and uh, wind chimes and stuff like that. Like there's a real musicality to his art as mm-hmm. well. Like he just sees beauty in everything and can turn yeah. everything into an expression of that. Um, so, I mean, He's sneakily like a lot of the words we've already described as other heroes. And they're all kind of wrapped up into those three of empathetic, gentle, and artistic. Like it's just kind of one beautiful little boat to me. Okay. This is actually a little interesting, a little interesting to me. You might just be like curves, whatever, who cares? But (laughs) to me, Quasimodo is similar to how I, I mean, until you were a Pocahontas, how Pocahontas was kind of like a, most people are not that. Yeah. Like it's usually not as on the nose because Quasimodo is someone who's like just so pure of heart and like it's so hard, to, you know. Like th- I, yeah, there's not like a lot of flaws there, right? Yeah, and and like Disney did that pretty overtly, and I feel like they did that with Pocahontas as well. Over yeah, the, over time, I think you and I will be able to find things like solid like oh this is a trend and a pattern in Quasimodo that similar to how we described Pocahontas as being pretty like spontaneous like that whole kind of you know she's got these noble aspirations but also makes a lot of spontaneous decisions and that's kind of like an interesting push and pull I think over time we'll be able to find something like that for Quasi as well but up front now he to me is like that equivalent that princess equivalent of being yeah I mean I think there's definitely people out there who more fit in that like empath Mm-hmm. um category where they're just you know like are really in touch with like what other people are feeling yeah. and I think that's probably where we find our like real life Quasimodo is in those kinds yes. of people yeah. um but yeah no I hear what you're saying it is definitely a harder to achieve or find that type of person for sure yes like a pure quasi mm-hmm. hard yeah a quasi mix okay yeah <laughs> It's like getting your hands on a French bulldog. You know, you're going to pay a lot of money to get a pure French bulldog, but like you might get a little bulldog mix in there. Right. Not saying that Quasi's a bulldog. Well, actually he can be. I love bulldogs the most. So all works out. Sure. Yeah. Now this next hero is one that I actually have flagged for you as Ooh, a possibility. Interesting. Which is of course, it's kind of hilarious because you don't like his movie like at all. You had a lot it's of It's okay. I don't it. like like any of these. So. That's true. That's true. It's fine. So odds are. Hercules, Hercules is one that I'm flagging for you. I won't say why at this okay. point. However, 
Um, he is, as Amy said in our rankings revisited episode, he's kind of like your quintessential hero. Like he's, he's the guy, like he's got the build, he's got the look, he's got the story. And I mean, one of the most obvious things to start with then is just like, he's really strong. Hercules, I want to be clear as well. Hercules's qualities that we're about to discuss, some of them feel to me at least a little more superficial than some of the other heroes, but he's just such an indoctrined character in like Western yes. culture. Like everyone knows who he is, that it's kind of hard to erase things like his physical strength from, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> from who he is. I think that there's an emotional strength there too on the journey mm-hmm. that we see him and then how he ends up kind of saving Meg at the end and making the decision to not you know arguably the easiest yep. the easy route is to go like where his family is on Mount Olympus and so it's yes. like there's definitely an emotional strength and maturity that we have with him by the end of the movie totally so. and in order to be both like physically and intellectually emotionally Mm -hmm. whatever strong as well there's bravery that comes with that because like you're like you were alluding to the um decision to stay with meg as a mortal instead of becoming a god like that's that's a brave choice to make when you have like the sure thing of like immortality in your hand and that's what i mean in greek culture ancient greek culture immortality was like the thing you want like that's what's coveted right and he's like i'm going to choose not to have it knowing that humans can be like fickle they can change their minds like he's giving all that up to be with her yeah i didn't even think of that like meg that's a brave decision i know and again the situations he finds himself in fighting a hydra fighting the minotaur like all those things that requires bravery as well but i do think like you like you said with the strength thing you're right there are like striations or layers to what those things are that means it's not quite as like cookie cutter he's a hero he's strong and he's brave like yeah no they, they did definitely, give him more yeah they gave him a little bit more depth and dimension there and then the last word we had for him was determined which is a good word it's a good fit for him because he is determined to at least like find who he is and be who he needs to become and that's like his fight through the whole movie like Mm -hmm. we find out in the beginning what he needs to do what he needs to accomplish and then he's determined to get there and do the work to actually see it through yeah and he's knocked down a lot of times like both by people he's physically defeated quite a few times he like you know Hades wins for that Mm -hmm. hot minute where he has Meg's soul in the underworld and hercules is like nah i'm still going like yeah or even it's like there's some things you can't change and he's like yes i can and then even in if we expand past the movie to like the myth of heracles as well there were so many obstacles he had to overcome i mean after he killed his wife and uh like but he's one of those characters who just never quits like every situation he's up against like he will continue pushing through and that's ultimately what makes him such a heroic figure is because he doesn't stop like there's yeah it's the the only way to accomplish things of this magnitude yes you've got to just keep on trucking of this magnitude oh nice no good no good all right (laughs) I'm excited for this next one. It's my fave, dude. I mean, I know that like I'm not a Tarzan. I know going so? in. I mean, no. he's not he's not on my list for you. But yeah. I uh, that's I, if I got to pick, 
I would oh, pick yeah. Tarzan, but like, you know, it's, that's not how this works. Which of these words that we've picked throws you off from you being a, a Tarzan, do you think? So, I mean, okay, so let's start with we have naive. Yeah. And I don't think at this point in my life, that's the word that I would use to describe myself. No, I wouldn't either. I Maybe mean, that's the, a while ago, yeah. you know, like yeah. a decade ago, but 30s-lish, that's not really yeah. my story. So that's, and it's a big part of Tarzan. I feel like even to the end of the movie, like he does mm-hmm. start to like experience and learn some things about like dealing with people and everything. But I still feel like we're, he's not a character that, he has some growth, but like not a ton. Like he doesn't actually come out of that that really bubble at all because he he never like ends up leaving this jungle and this world that right. he knows. He's just kind of bringing Jane into it. Right. So even throughout learning about her and exploring her, I still feel like he's holding on to this like really like youthfulness and naiveness mm-hmm. going through. Yeah. And I mean, his naivete to some people, they might be like, well, obviously like he's a man who grew up with apes. So like, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like that. And it's like, no, I think, I think that there are different, similar to how there are different types of strength, there's different types of naivete as well. And I think Tarzan's naivete is largely bred by his environment. And I just even think back to like when you and I were in our early twenties living together, Mm -hmm. living with another 20, early 20 something university student for your first time in an apartment, that environment would have bred a very different type of naivete about what it means to be an adult than we yes. would have now, right? Yeah. Living as we do, for in the sure. places we do, yeah. with the jobs we have. Like, so I think that is the really interesting thing about Tarzan's naivete that it's to me mainly environment bred, where like, mm-hmm. so it's not, again, it's not necessarily a negative quality. It's like just a result of where he is, where he physically is. There's nothing he can yeah. do about that. It's not, it's, and it, and he, I mean, he's willing to lean into that and move on from that. Like it doesn't hold him back in any way. It's not yeah. really like. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe like, you know, they grow up in a small town and they stay in that small town and they work in that small town. And that's where maybe this word or character might fit mm-hmm. a little better with someone who that's kind of been their life experience. But yeah, you know, yeah. I that wasn't really for either of us, which is sadly where I feel like we um, lose Tarzan because we're both very loyal people, which is the next word that we use Mm -hmm. for him. So it's like, we could both be a Tarzan in that respect because he Mm -hmm. really is loyal to the people that he loves and cares about people slash animals, I guess. Um, I was going to say like slash (laughs) animals. And, um, you know, does risk his life, does whatever he has to do to protect those around Mm -hmm. him. And I feel like Kerchak dying is just going in the fact that he brought, made that uh, something that was able to happen is probably like going to be the biggest regret Mm -hmm. of his life because that was like his one slip on being loyal. Yes. Yeah, family. the one time. Yeah, and look how it ended. Exactly. Kerchak is holding that over him from the, the grave. jungle <laughs> grave. Yeah, from the grave. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Tarzan spent the rest. If they did like it was a Disney movie that had like the words of "Where are they now?" and it's like Tarzan spent the rest of his days being haunted by Kerchak. Yeah. No, he probably was. He probably like I know that Kerchak's final words were releasing him from that, but yeah. with everything that we know about Tarzan, I'm sure that was something that he was like never ever able to fully let go and forgive yeah. himself for. 
Yikes, just got dark here, both I physically know. outside, it's thunderstorms <laughs> are brewing, but also <laughs> what we're talking about. Well, let's let's lighten it up a mm-hmm. little. The last the last thing you and I both really think uh defines Tarzan is his playfulness. He mm-hmm. is, you know, as a kid, he's really playful, but then even as an adult, like he'll still roll around with the gorillas, either whether the kids or if it's like Turk and Tantor, he likes to like surf through the trees. He and Jane, when they're dancing, he fully embraces all those kind of like physical acts of play. And I mean, to me, play is so important for yeah. adults, like and kids alike, but like that kind of release of like release your inhibitions like very natasha bedding field like that's very important i think that's what makes people really capable adults and that's why again this whole like naive question of like the environment is an interesting one with tarzan because even though he's like some people might look at his playfulness as being like naive and this man doesn't know what's going on but it's like no he just knows better than you do that that's important that that's like and i mean it is really the main priority of his life apart mm-hmm. from like just survive and protect and then the like the only other thing he has to do is play you know so it's like a a huge huge priority for him and he's not you know weighed down with having a job or like anything yeah. else and i think that's a big <laughs> part of like him and him ultimately choosing to stay is not just the like okay I have to look after my family but it's also just like choosing like play over over exploring and like any kind of other adventures that might come with that where he knows he would lose that aspect of himself totally so what we're saying is Tarzan is a self-aware king is that what yeah yeah we're saying of course. I mean, I'll take it. Okay. So up next we have Cusco. Cusco sucks for most of his movie. So the three words you and I have chosen are ones that we feel are indicative of who he is both at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie. And mm-hmm. because it's always important to us when we do these types of things, we don't want anyone to ever do this with a friend and then be like, wow, I'm the crappy one. Like even when we talked about like, okay, you know, I'm going to drag her. Ariel, for example, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things I could say about Ariel that are really disrespectful and really rude. You have said them. I have said some of those things. Yeah. <laughs> However, like the words I would choose for a character like Ariel are not those because no, those aren't no, the no. only pieces of that person. Yeah. So before anyone tries to tell us he's a terrible person, yeah, we're aware he changes dramatically. And only in like the last 20 minutes of the movie is he actually likable. So yeah. You know. but these words that we picked really ring true and they're they like this is almost one of the more approachable ones with these words yeah. like I could name quite a few people that I feel like could fit in the Cusco category because of that mm-hmm. first oh, one yeah. being sassy which he's obviously from the very beginning got that to him and mm-hmm. I think it's something that he doesn't ever lose even as he develops and becomes an actual human character Mm -hmm. that has like feelings and like is capable of caring about other people at the end he's still got the sass and the sass makes him interesting to people Mm -hmm. the sass can make like being sassy can make you kind of mysterious to people but I think a lot of it stems from the second word we chose which is confident like Mm -hmm. a lot of sassy people are super confident we used Mm -hmm. the word sassy for Jasmine last season as well and I would say that she and Cusco can actually be very similar I was actually just thinking that that's yeah true yeah Yeah. they have a lot of overlap because I mean they grew up pretty privileged they grew up Mm -hmm. with everyone doing whatever they wanted so 
they have this almost false sense of confidence, but over the course of their stories, we see them like lean into that and like discover what it actually means to be confident in who they are and to adjust themselves so that the person they're confident in is not a bag of trash. You yeah. know, like there's there's more stuff going on behind the scenes. And that's whole that's Cusco's whole story, right? Is him yeah. basically going from being mm. arrogant to being confident and like swinging that shift. So like, cause arrogant is a word you could easily use for Cusco at the beginning of this movie. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And the same way that you could use ob- obnoxious instead of sassy. And there's, it's, it's like the other side of the coin and you can be both things and they don't have to always be negative things, but he has this great transition where he's just kind of like, let's just shift the dial. Like I can yeah. still keep these parts of myself, but be a more approachable version yeah we of can that, just like people... tone it down a little bit and not yeah. be like such yeah. a bad guy a jerk yeah like, yeah don't suppress who you are but know that you're not the only person here you're not the only yeah. person in the room exactly. you can be all those things while still being likable mm-hmm. yeah and by the end i think he's quite likable because he's he develops a lot more of that like almost those new qualities where it's like he's much more noble at the end he's Mm -hmm. humble like you know he's curious to learn about the people that are around him like he kind of just shifts the lens a little bit yeah he definitely is a character that undergoes a lot of growth Mm -hmm. and another thing that he has throughout the whole thing is his wittiness and his sense of humor and like that's just a huge part of this movie and all of the characters in it but Cusco is a huge huge driving force behind that and I mean I think David Spade brought a lot of that to the character and you know we talked about how that movie became what it was and I I think like Cusco's character as that like yeah witty that that is what like kind of birthed like the actual movie that we have today Mm -hmm. because it went through so much but just like bringing in that humor it's it almost makes him like a little bit likable even when he's a jerk yes I agree. Yes. It's like a redeeming quality where it's like, what you said is really funny. So I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let this other behavior go because that was hilarious. But it's like, that can't be the, if that was the only thing he had though. Yes. You need more. You need, yeah, you need more than that. But by the end of it, he has more. So, I mean, sassy, confident, and witty. If you can count yourself a Cusco now, hats off to you. It's fantastic. Great things to be, I would say. This okay. next one is one that going into this, I, this was the one that I was like, this is Kerbs. We'll oh, see. Really? We'll see if it, <laughs> if it holds true, but is. Ralph is the character that I, I really, it's giving me Kerbs vibes for some mm. reason. And I mean, I think, plaid? is it the overalls? <laughs> is it the bad? It was not short dark hair. You not just because you love him, and but I feel like you guys have a lot of similar similar qualities, and mm. the big one being just how passionate you are. And Ralph yeah. shows that throughout both of his movies in very different ways, like when he's actually thriving and making a, a friend. Like there's just nothing that he won't do for them. Mm. And I think that's just a really cool, a really cool quality. And then like you see it in how like outspoken and expressive he is too. Like he's a very he's pretty expressive. I was like, I almost it's like he's a very animated character. He is animated. <laughs> but he also like 
is very expressive in how he shows his emotions. Oh, Lish, that was a curb style. I comment. know that was just like a bad. Oh, I love that. No, I think that's yeah. great. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I take that as a high compliment that Ralph might be is on the short list for. Oh who yeah, I could he's, be because yeah. because yeah, I think his passion is. I mean, he, again, he was one of the ones I used the word passionate him ripping the sign out of the internet and like throwing it into the yes. air because yes you know yeah he has a propensity for both sides he can be both like really angry and really like excited he's just kind of all over the place it's black or white with him and that mm-hmm. resonates with me that's yes. something that resonates yes. with me i also I feel think a lot of things he can feel a lot of things and that's what makes him super sensitive too like yeah we talked about this in our both our wreck it ralph episode but also ralph breaks the internet we're like he's kind of at times he's too sensitive i think Mm -hmm. that's like i don't know his achilles heel i think is how passionate he is about people and situations and then when change comes he's not so good with that and then he gets really like touchy and i can see that quality in myself as well i like to think i'm getting it better under control but like i know myself i know that's still there Mm -hmm. and that sensitivity is i mean really where i'm sure they got the idea of making this bad guy want to be more of a hero and you know it's that little vulnerability underneath Mm -hmm. and I know you and I played with the word vulnerable for him as well but it's like mm, he doesn't realize he's doing it and I think to describe someone as vulnerable would be like there's an openness there that like they're being willing to share that side of themselves or like to share so publicly and he doesn't do that yeah and I mean I feel like that's part of the journey that he went on on the second movie was like he still ended the first movie he had made a friend and that's great but he was still not very self-aware and Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's somewhat of the journey that he went on in the second film by just like realizing that it's not about all about him and how his actions can have like such a huge ripple effect and yeah yeah and I think by the end of the second one too not only is he more sensitive like to himself but to other mm-hmm. people as well like I yeah. think that sensitivity started to move outwards so that it wasn't just focused on himself and how he was feeling exactly and yeah all of those things kind of drive his dependability as well like it's a neighbor to the word loyal because like dependable to me has more action sometimes I know we used loyal for Tarzan and that is very backed by action mm-hmm. for him but ralph's way of seeing the world i think is much more like do the action first and then when you look back you're like oh yeah it's because he said he would do that it's not because he owes that to me it's because he said i'm gonna do it so dependable also comes with like um somebody who who does a lot of the same things day in day out like Mm -hmm. it's yes they're there for you but it's also like you kind of know where he's gonna be when like he's dependable in the sense that like he always goes to that like bar after and like always hangs out with Vanellope and he's like very happy to keep doing that same thing over and over again yeah Yeah. that's a fantastic point it's a good differentiator between the two because Mm -hmm. I mean and again again we haven't said it yet this episode I don't think but again a lot of these words could apply to a bunch of these heroic characters as well and so we're trying to pick ones that most closely aligned so that differentiation between like Tarzan's loyalty and Ralph's dependability yeah. I think is like a really good example of that way to go Lish thank really good you. example thank you yeah no Ralph Ralph is uh, special I really did think at the beginning of that whole thing you're gonna say like besides the fact that you both look the same I really thought that's where you were gonna go but you went in you the, don't the, look anything I know like oh, Ralph. Well, 
I, I was going to <laughs> for the people that are listening and have not seen curves. She does not look like Ralph. I don't look like a brick house. All right. No. <laughs> I've got a bit more going on with that. Okay. So our last two characters to discuss are mm-hmm. actually both on my short list for you. Whoa. Both of them. One yeah. of them is on for you. Oh, I think I know which one it is. Is it hero? It's hero. Yes. Yeah, so that's interesting that we have them. Them. I think he identifies as a boy that yeah. we have him <laughs> yeah. as shirtless for both of us. All right. Well, let's talk about him then. Cause he's also, he's always been tricky for me because he's so young and because he's like modern young, he's not wooden yes. puppet young. He's not yeah. Neverland young. <laughs> he's San Francisco young, which is much yes, closer to, but I think there's like a lot of qualities that we can take and mm-hmm. you know adapt for an adult so the main thing with hero that we talked about is just like how creative he is and yeah. I think that that's like you know we've talked about this that is the word that most people would use to describe you so anytime that's in a character list then obviously like they have to be on the short list for you it's just like a given I have often thought about like creativity and like what that means when you're in a BFA program, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of that going around. Like, yeah, you describe your creative personality. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like asking someone who's funny to tell you a joke. Like they can't just necessarily pull that out. I think it's been really interesting over the years of our friendship though, is like getting to discover what makes our creativities different because Mm -hmm. I don't think we have the same types of creativity and we see that in this show even like how we've broken up kind of the responsibilities like we are both capable of doing everything but we each have areas where we know we're better equipped to Mm -hmm. do those things right so like for those of you who don't know I take care of a lot of the like social media stuff like designing it but Lish does all of our production like everything audio editing all that stuff and like those are both highly creative skills that are just Mm -hmm. very different ones. And I think that creativity also plays into how resourceful he is because when you're a creative Mm -hmm. person, you also are able to like creatively problem solve. Look at that. It's in the name, but that, that kind of quick thinking borderline spontaneity, but with intention is really something that I've seen in you. That's part of, for me, that's a big part of your creativity is the Mm. problem solving. You are often of the two of us. I'm the one who's going to freak out first, but you'll be like, we can figure it out. (laughs) This is not quite the crisis you think it is. Just chill. I mean, that's my whole job. Like my, my day-to-day job. That's what I'm saying. Like, creativity expresses itself in different ways and different mm-hmm. people. And I think hero just happens to kind of be both sides now because mm-hmm. he's operating in like technology instead of like arts and crafts. It's it, that creativity looks different than some of those more like traditional creative skills, but right. the resourcefulness goes no matter what kind of creative person you are. And I mean, he's the one who came up with all their different suits. He learned how to harness all their powers into something that will powers their skills. They don't have powers. They just have science. So he he harnessed all the science. He found out what made each of them unique and then was able to kind of capitalize on Mm -hmm. that. He built those bots, which were crazy. He knew how to use them basically against themselves to help them succeed. Like he, he knew what kind of programs to feed into Baymax so that they could succeed as well. Like he's very quick. 
and he yes. knows where to find everything that he needs in order to accomplish all of these things. And it didn't take like, him days to figure the it out. Visuals of things are definitely important to him. Like how things, mm-hmm. like you can just tell in like Baymax's suit that he makes, yeah. like how it's the like aesthetics matter. coordinated. And the, yeah, the aesthetics mm-hmm. are important. And even with his like bots, when he's showcasing them in the beginning, like the different things that he makes like that's all coming just from creativity and like him wanting yes. to create and make and like find a space for himself within that environment yep absolutely and I mean all of these things stem from just how intelligent he is yes. as well I mean again this is what makes it weird he's like a 13 year old that's going to university and I'm like you'd be eaten alive genius. I don't care that yeah. it's nerd school you would you wouldn't make it like it's, <laughs> it's, and I know it's a movie and I know it's a Marvel universe yeah. and like whatever, but yeah. I just have to put that out there that it just is bananas to me. If they're all like, yeah, good idea. Send the 13 year old to college. Like no problem. Great. Yeah, No problem. But obviously if you're 13 and going to university, you're intelligent. It kind of feels like a throwaway word to use because it's so obvious, but it also is just, that's the, that's at the, the heart crux of, of who, who he is. is. Yeah. Yes. It's like the whole reason that his relationship with Tadashi is the way that it is Mm -hmm. because Tadashi sees that intelligent, intelligent intelligence in him. And is like, you gotta, you gotta do something with that. It's not enough for Mm -hmm. you just to be intelligent or to be creative. You gotta do something with it. And I mean, without that characteristic, the movie would be really weird. So there's this artsy kid who's really resourceful (laughs) and made some suits out of bubble gum and elastic bands. (laughs) Like if Fred was hero are you kidding me like yeah, Fred's creative no. Fred's yeah. kind of resourceful but he's an idiot so yeah. like that would be a big problem exactly personally. exactly so that's hero that's that's hero in a nutshell love to hear it and that brings us then to Raya our girl here at the end of the heroes lineup which is one and said, only we know she's a princess get over it deal with it we put her in our <laughs> hero season so uh Raya as I said alluded to before she's on my short list for you as well mm-hmm. when we do a princess psychoanalysis again with Raya in the mix. Everything's going to be thrown off. Interesting. Yes. It's going to be yes. messed up because mm-hmm. she adds, she adds one more to that kind of like Mulan, Moana, Pocahontas camp, right? Like, yes. We're like, that, they're doers. They're not just feelers like, or beers. Every time <sighs> they do it, they just like evolve that character a little bit more to be like a little bit better. So it's like. But at the same time, when you and I then start digging into them, it's like, oh, we can find the body and like, True. you know, a move yeah. on. It's like, we can, we can flesh that out to be just as appealing as like a Raya. Yeah. But like, yeah, she adds like a fourth one to the doers. We've got mm-hmm. the dreamers. We've got the whatevers. But <laughs> anyway, Raya, what can we even say about Raya? These are all now very like strong if you put this on your linkedin profile oh girl you're getting higher yeah. situation that's what that's what these words are yeah like for sure i can just imagine you writing yourself a cover letter be like i'm a daring ambitious and independent person there we go who wouldn't want to hire you those are the yeah. words spoiler those are the three words <laughs> jumping right in, in case there you get that yeah in case yeah you get that those are three words but no let's walk it back first let's let me rein myself in here for a mm-hmm. split second i think that Raya is so fantastic. And the reason we included her in the hero season is because all three of those words could easily be applied to any of the other heroes that we have here. And we felt that those words are much better suited to a traditional Disney hero than a traditional Disney princess. Because she really, like looking even at all of these heroes, she has like a task that like affects things on a global scale. And like, she's trying to like save 
everybody. The world. <laughs> like the world. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. a lot of these heroes are really just kind of like dealing with their own crap and mm-hmm. trying to like make their lives better or figure themselves out. But Raya yeah. is like actually fixing the world and saving yes. everybody, which is she is good yeah. for her. Get it, Raya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think as well, like some of these words are interesting for her because they can be isolating words. Like, and mm-hmm. then she learns that you can, you don't have to be isolated with each of these things. So like yeah. ambitious and independent are the two that I think often uh, can isolate people. Like if you're an ambitious person, that might mean that you leave other priorities kind of on the wayside mm-hmm. to pursue what you're looking for. In her case, it was like, I'm going to find all the dragon shards and I'm going to put them together and then I'm going to save the world by myself. But imagine that like she went into this with a little bit less independence mm-hmm. and actually like trusted people and worked together from the start. I mean, we wouldn't have a movie because it wouldn't be wouldn't an interesting movie. story, no. but that's really what maybe she leans into a little bit too hard. Independence can be yep. a really amazing strength and being able to like take charge of a situation on your own and get stuff done. That's awesome. But she just, needs throughout her journey to learn that she actually has to work with other people and I mean honestly what she needed to learn is that she needs to be more like her dad Chief Benja because mm-hmm. he's got all these qualities too but he does them really well uh he did sacrifice sacrifice himself for her which like kudos to you but then we had to watch your daughter struggle to learn these things when like if she had just paid attention to you she could have just been there no yeah. disrespect to Raya <laughs> gotta love her she's great yeah she's great but but you're right like her her whole story then we've been referring to a lot of these heroes arcs but like hers is what you just described where it's like you know being an ambitious independent person is fantastic but you need to know when to lean on other people mm-hmm. to either continue pursuing those ambitions or know when to not like not to be dependent, but know when your independence is going to cause you to fall further behind or cause you to be like, honestly, a sticking point for other people. Like, especially with what's at stake in her story. Yes. Right. Like the stakes are so high. It's huge. And (laughs) And she's like, no, I don't need anybody. That actually was part of my problem, not to divert too much, but that's part of my problem with Lightyear. That's like pretty much the story and that too. And I was like, but they did it worse than Raya. Curbs' score of light year is a one out of five. So wow. Wow. And this is coming from like a Toy Story fan. Like I don't even really like Toy Story that much. So unless you're gonna hate it. Don't watch it. Just just don't. Don't do it. Just don't don't do it. Anyway, the last word for Raya is daring. I don't think really need to go into that. I think it's very clear that, Mm -hmm. you know, she's trying to save the world. That's pretty daring. I don't know. Is there anything else we can even say about that? So Now that we've made it through all of these Mm -hmm. heroes, it's time for you and I to like finalize and determine who we each are. And unlike what we did with princesses, we're going to do that together because we both agree. That's what we actually do. It's never like a prescription of like, and here you go, (laughs) a piece of paper, rip that up. You are this one. Like, it's not like that. It's always more together. And a big piece of that is just making sure that we're operating with the same tools. So, and in case you're new to psychoanalysis Mm -hmm. with Curbs and Lish, we think it's really helpful to define yourself in three words, those three words from both the perspective of your closest friends, but then also Mm -hmm. from yourself. So we did this already in season one. So we're just going to quickly review, make sure these words still feel good before we jump in. Mm -hmm. But what we have for me would be that others see me as creative, expressive, competitive, and thoughtful. Do you still agree that that's how you see me? (laughs) 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think you've gone any, like gone through any major, um, personality changes or, you know, so I think, I think those, and and I still see myself as being passionate, encouraging and energetic. So those Mm -hmm. check for me. And then for For me, I mean, curbs put five words, but, uh, mine were determined, diligent, generous, strong, and leader. Still, still make sense. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I would maybe like diligence. I use it to like encompass things like organized as well. Mm. Like, so that's the lens through which I use that word, but I still stand behind it. I still think it's accurate. Makes sense. And then the words I use for myself were driven, extroverted, boss, and trendy, which- Do you stand by those? Yeah. I still feel like that generally expresses- You're definitely trendier than me. Like you're wearing a cute- Vogue is it the Merida shirt? This is the Merida one. Yeah, the Vogue Merida. Love that. I am wearing a Cigarose sweatshirt with the uh hoodie strings tied. So I you tell That's me who's probably trending. like 10 years old, right? This At is least. pretty old. Yeah. I yeah. actually this is one of those sweatshirts where I can't bear to get rid of it because they're my favorite band, but then I don't wear it that often. So when I pull it out, I'm like, ah oh, yes, you, where have you been? And then <laughs> their answer is in the cupboard where you left. In us. the cupboard okay. the whole time. So now is the time, dear friend, where we must decide who the other person is. So I don't know how you, who wants to start? Let's start with you. Oh, with me. Yeah. Like, I just, I just want to be last. Okay. So here's, here's who I have written down. So the one that I didn't mention while we were discussing is that I do still feel like you have some Peter elements, some Peter Pan. I don't feel like he's going to be the winner, but I do feel like it's worth mentioning that when I first met you, I probably would have classified you as a Peter Pan for sure. But, you know, over the last decade, you have grown and matured (laughs) and mellowed. Yes. So I think he's, you know, not going to be the winner, but there's definitely some parts of, him and his like imagination and I don't know if I'd use the word adventurous to describe you but in a way how Peter Pan is it kind of fits yeah I agree I I don't think he's me he's the one that like if I had my choice that's who I would want to be and I think there's a lot of elements of his overall like story that is mm-hmm. very relevant to me but as a standalone character without the context of everything else I agree I don't think he's yeah the but I'm happy that he's included as like he's, I, you know I wanted to yes throw you a bone there but I do also think it's true it feels um, authentic to move feels, on from it feels him. right yeah, yeah. It feels right. um the next one I had written down was Robin Hood and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of reasons why you could be a Robin Hood. The biggest word for him that really fits is just the charismatic because Mm -hmm. you really are somebody that a lot of people are drawn to. You can make friends very quickly. You know, a lot of people will root for you and, you know, you do have those like leadership qualities because of that. So, Mm -hmm. and you do like to have fun while you go about like tasks, right? Like you are a task oriented person, but having fun while doing tasks is like a huge priority for you in your life. So that's definitely a good, like Robin hood crossover there. I like it. I like it. Talked about Ralph and just, is he the next one? Yes. Ralph, the passion is the big one. I also feel like Ralph's 
aversion to change is something that you guys really share. Mm -hmm. And um, you both have a lot of feelings. And I think that you're definitely more mature than Ralph. You're kind of like towards the end of the last movie where he realizes that other people have feelings too. Like that's always been huge for you. Like you're always somebody that people can talk to about how they feel. And you are very, you know, like we talked about with quasi, you've got that empathy where Mm -hmm. you can relate to people and what they're going through. So I think you're a bit more advanced than Ralph in that (laughs) section, but definitely like the same, same kind of stuff is there. Yeah. And then the last one I had was hero. And I think it's interesting because you're not somebody that, how do I say this? I can't wait. <laughs> like I you're not somebody that I'm like as intelligent. It's not that you don't come across as intelligent, but like here How did I know like that's a, what that was the word though? He's an absolute like genius, right? So yes. it's like yes. that's just that's such a huge part of who he is. And it's not that you're not smart, you're incredibly smart, but that's not the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. When yeah. when I think no, of that's him. fair. That's fair. It is, it is, of course, it's funny to me only because like when I was younger, that was my whole identity was being the smart kid in the class. Okay. Interesting. It's funny that that is like the, the third characteristic, but also the one that now doesn't necessarily apply as much because no offense taken whatsoever. Yeah. I am much more of a uh, fool. I feel like similar to to Peter Pan hero would have fit you at some point in your life but I don't mm-hmm. think it's the right choice for right now like for me it's between Robin Hood and Ralph but what do you think I would agree actually so I wrote down for myself what three I thought I was right before we got on this call I know I said I wasn't prepared and I wasn't but I need your okay. reaction yeah okay <laughs> I wrote them down. Down. and I had the same three so I had okay. Robin Ralph and hero and I think I personally and right now in my life, much more of a Robin than a hero or than a Ralph. Than a okay. Robin. Yeah. Personally, I think that the, I agree with you. I have a lot of feelings and I can be very sensitive. I think the last year of my life has led me where I had a lot of disappointment for a very long time. Yeah, I think it sure. led me now to be just much more in that kind of like along for the ride, joyful place. Having fun. I, yeah. Having fun, having a good time. And even just like. I don't know. The only word that like trips me up and it doesn't even trip me up is like how I would define myself as bold. That's the only word of the three we picked for Robin Hood that I am. Oh, I definitely think like you are bold in how you present yourself. Like you wear a lot of bright colors. You always want to stand out. You have a bright lime green car for crying out loud. Like it's absolutely a word that fits for you. Yeah. Yeah, then I would say probably like if I had my druthers, if you're like, I'm on the fence and I don't know, I would say that I think Robin feels like a better fit for right now. I agree. With Ralph though, like right there, because I agree. Everything you said is correct. I am definitely a Ralph Breaks the Internet end of the movie version of Ralph now in my life. But the passion thing is, that's what makes it a tough call. It's like his- black and white zero to 60 there's no in between because Robin Hood is kind of apathetic a little bit which you are not you know so that's where it's like not a perfect fit but I I could definitely lean towards Robin Hood for sure yeah yeah and that's and that's such the 
I mean, of the words we picked, I think I'm all three of those words based on you saying I'm bold. So like, great. Yeah. Then I would say I'm all three of those words, but you're right. His like general demeanor, Robin Hood's is much more kind of like laid back than mine would be, but maybe he's, that's like an aspirational trait. I love how passionate I am, but there's different ways to express that passion than like throwing things. Yeah. I love to throw things. Don't (laughs) get me wrong. (laughs) All right. I, I'm very okay with Robin Hood. Very, very okay. It is still funny to lock it down. One of your least favorite movies of this whole season, and I'm the titular character. There you go. It's okay. okay. You can love me and hate the movie. I still love you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would actually like to know now before I dive into my very cheap analysis of you. uh, Did you have any flagged for yourself of who you think you are? I I don't. I really don't. Like I know a lot of them that I'm not. Yeah. But that's fair. There's not yeah, like honestly really a lot of standouts. The first four, you are not. So Pinocchio, Peter Pan, no. Newt, Robin Hood, off the table. Those are just no. those are not those are not you. Uh, which after all the nice things you said about what makes me Robin Hood, I want to be clear. Lish also has many of those qualities. She's just not a Robin Hood. Yeah. No. Um, I would say Aladdin ish but like that's you're Aladdin light do you know what I mean like it'd be yeah. kind of like he's a throwaway it's like we don't know what to do and that actually Aladdin to me is kind of the aurora of this season because oh, yeah. a lot of people have dreams a lot of people can be spontaneous and a lot of people are charming but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily that interesting in the context yeah. of the other people here right uh you're not an overly neither of us are I think overly gentle people so like quasi's out he's just he and again he's that star I don't yeah. know who really fits that category so he gone okay so let's you already said yourself you're not Tarzan I agree I don't think you are so and you're not you're definitely not a Ralph if I'm kind of a Ralph you're definitely not yeah no I'm not a Ralph no <laughs> so that leaves us then with Hercules Cusco Hero and Raya I think that you have a lot of Cusco isms mm-hmm. and I think you have fun playing with that part of your personality but I don't think you are a purebred Cusco no. I, I honestly just think you're too likable for that <laughs> like he's just got more sharp edges than I think you do and not to right. say that you're not like that you don't have edge but like I think he's just spikier in general he's a much mm-hmm. more like you either love him or you hate him there's no in between the same way that people love or hate Pacha there's no in between yeah for sure right for sure it's and like I think the savage part of my personality that doesn't yes. come out that often yeah yes when it does it's a treat as long as it's not directed at me but yeah. it <laughs> never is so when it comes out I love it but I don't yeah. think it's your defining quality no. so that leaves us then with who my three are which is Hercules, Hero, and Raya. Hercules, I like him as your third place. He's not your one or two. Mm-hmm. You're not Hercules, but I like him as a third place because like, we don't need details, but I think the last year that you've had, you've exhibited all three of these qualities in a lot of different ways that, right. you know, and like, they're all really solid. You've been very determined. You're strong. You're brave. Those things are all always things that I think you have. Hercules, Mm -hmm. I think will always be when I think of you as like a top three, because I think Mm -hmm. you are just those qualities. Even when we look at the words I used for you of like determined, strong, those there, there they are. Yeah. I used to describe you. And I mean, I think that his overall journey and the way he goes about it and like how he relates to other people and how he sees himself and I don't know he's just he's got a lot of goodness like Mm -hmm. just as a character and I think you as a person 
are led by a lot of those qualities. And that's what makes you such an effective leader, since that was also one of the words I used right. for you. But I just, I think that there's, you've got other interesting, like, jazzy bits that I think Hero and Raya have more of than Hercules. He's a good backdrop for you, but he's never going to be the front because you're just interesting than that. And also, I would never do you dirty like that. I would never say that your least favorite movie of the Renaissance. No, it's not right. It's not right. There's a reason you hate it. Yeah, (laughs) There's many reasons you hate it. I could never do that to you ever, ever. So that leaves us with Hero and Raya. I honestly think that they're both, we already kind of talked about why I think you're a hero. Mm-hmm. Why I think you're a hero. Ha ha. It's funny. Um, I think though that overall, my gut, even since like when I first saw it, I think you're Araya. Of all of these, mm. I think you're most like her. And I think too now, like us having worked on this for almost two years, can you believe that by the way? Wow. We've been doing this for almost like two years. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think that through doing things like this, some of those hero qualities, you've started leaning into those though, in ways that are like, you're more ambitious and maybe some of those creative areas of yourself, you know, you're looking for new ways to grow in those skills. You're setting new goals for yourself. You've got new dreams. You're willing to go after them in a different way. And I think like your Hercules backdrop plays into all of those things to make you more effective than at being like an independent, ambitious and daring person. Like they're, you're backed by these other personality traits that mean you'll do those things intelligently yeah. and not recklessly. You're Raya sure. at the end of the movie, not at the beginning. You know what you're- I have been into- beginning Raya. I have hundred percent yeah. you have, you yeah. have. But I think you are a much more evolved version of that character. But I think like- just even like based on the conversations you and I have that aren't about our podcast, <laughs> which honestly, sometimes there are weeks that go by all we talk about is this, which great yes. it brings us both joy and that's fantastic. It does. But yeah. I, I think that where you're setting yourself up now in just your life in general, I think is much more looking future. Like you're mm-hmm. looking now longer of like, what's the next challenge? What's the next step? Whereas hero, those hero p- bits of you are much more focused on like what's happening right now, like living right. more in this exact moment. And I think- you're poised on the edge of like a brand new chapter, similar to how I was in my Elsa phase. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think you're now on the edge of something else. And of all the heroes in this list, she's the most looking forward. And you just happen to have these characteristics anyway, without trying. I think these these words and Raya are very like Aries energy. And I, yes, I am an Aries. So it's just, yeah. yeah. And I am an Aries. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So like, how does that, how does that It feels good. Though? It feels good. Yeah. yeah. I feel I like think... if I had said that you're most like hero, you would have been like, oh, really? Let's talk about <laughs> I mean, it's the same hang up. I have never been the smartest person in the room. So it's just like, that is a real struggle because it's the biggest part of heroes characters. So but it's I... really hard for me to get past that. That's really interesting though, because mm-hmm. I would kind of disagree. I actually think of those three words that like resourceful is the one that jumps out to me about right. hero's character. You're right. The intelligence thing is big, mm-hmm. but I also just, I want to, on behalf of all of the scenario D listeners, just let you know, <laughs> everyone who listens to this show thinks you're very intelligent. Joel tells me he thinks I'm stupid. And that you're no. Stupid. So, well, I mean, 
maybe you don't, maybe it's one of those things where you don't give yourself enough credit for it. And maybe down the road, Mm -hmm. you'd be able to look at those characteristics and be like, oh no, like I do feel that way. But I, I completely understand because that's important. It's important when you're doing psychoanalysis with your friend that you listen to how they feel about what you've chosen, you know? And like, if the words don't feel right, then they don't feel right. I feel, I feel good about being Robin Hood. Do you feel good about being Raya? I feel, I feel good about Raya. Yeah, yeah. It fits. I guess we'll see in a week if we still feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I we'll mean, sleep on it and get back to you. <laughs> if you're looking for more shenanigans like these, make sure to subscribe to the Scenario D podcast wherever you love to listen. Or better yet, why not rate us? Those stars go a long way. And if you want to try Heroes Psychoanalysis yourself, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Scenario D Podcast. We've got everything you need to have this magical and eye-opening conversation with your very own bestie.